You're listening to Simply Healthy, a podcast by Southern New Hampshire Health. If you or someone you know is experiencing symptoms that cause either severe difficulty in daily living or present a danger to themselves or others, inpatient hospitalization may be the best treatment. Here to talk with us about inpatient voluntary admission is Dr. Philip Sullivan, the Psychiatric Medical Director at Southern New Hampshire Health. Dr. Sullivan, a pleasure to talk with you today. So what types of patients do you see or who benefits from the inpatient behavioral health unit or BHU as it's called? Hi, Bill. Um, thank you for uh, inviting me to be interviewed. Uh, it's a pleasure for me, too. So um, our psychiatric uh, inpatient unit is an 18-bed unit uh, that takes voluntary patients, which means that people who come here um, are signing in um, because they want to come and are looking for care. Uh, they're willing to be here. Um, so we take um, the full array of psychiatric conditions that require inpatient care, um, from severe mood disorders like bipolar disorder and severe depression through disorders where people lose touch with reality like schizophrenia. Uh, we treat um, severe anxiety disorders where people are so overwhelmed by anxiety that they are unable to function normally in their lives. Um, and we treat a fair amount of post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, people who have trauma histories in their lives and the trauma continues to affect uh, their stability and ability to function in their lives. Um, as a voluntary unit, um, uh, we do not take people who are unwilling to be here or are presenting with such um, uh, dangerous behaviors that we cannot manage them. But we do take uh, people who are actively suicidal um, and uh, you know in need of a safe environment to uh, get better. So voluntary admission means people check themselves in. Is that right? They want to be there. Is that correct? Exactly. Yes. If, for instance, if somebody was unwilling to be admitted, they say their family was, you know, insisting that they come to a hospital, but they say no, then we can't admit them. But there is a there is a um, a process for involuntary admission, uh, not at our hospital, but at other hospitals. Okay, so what does this process look like then? How does somebody basically admit themselves? What is that process? Can you explain that to us? Absolutely. So the the entry to our hospital um, setting is through the emergency room, as it is for almost all medical admissions. Uh, We have a dedicated uh, psychiatric assessment team in our emergency room there 24 hours a day. Um, So people check into the emergency room. Um, let the um, um, admission uh, personnel know that they're there for a psychiatric crisis, and uh, then one of our um, psychiatric assessors uh, interviews them, evaluates them, and works on a plan with them um, about um, their needs and whether they meet the criteria for being on an inpatient unit. So why is the voluntary admission option important for patients and families? Well, it's uh, it's the most preferable option, and the vast majority of psychiatric admissions are voluntary. Um, it's actually fairly rare that people need to go the involuntary route. Um, most people come looking for inpatient treatment because they know that they are in distress. They know that they're having trouble functioning, or they know that they are 
in a state where they are unsafe um, and, you know, are actively looking for this and willing to accept an admission. So how are families involved? How do you work with a family? So um, we work with families in the emergency room, and then we work with families once the person is on the inpatient unit. We have a, um, a dedicated social work staff who are trained to work with families. Families um, are as involved as they want to be, and I have to say also as involved as the person who's admitted allows them to be. People have a right to limit their family's involvement if they want to do that. Most people do not. Most people see their families as supportive um, and as part of their treatment team. Uh, so, um, you know, we have uh, regular family meetings on the behavioral health unit with um, our social work staff, our physicians, um, and family, um, along um, with the, the patient, him or herself, um, you know, to include the family in the treatment team. Mm-hmm. So, Dr. Sullivan, can you tell us about the typical stay at the BHU, generally how many days, what's an average day like, et cetera? Absolutely. Um, so, the average length of stay on our unit is uh, five to seven days. Uh, we are a crisis-oriented unit, and we try to um, treat people rapidly and get them back to their families and their home as quickly as we can. Um, so, that being said, there are some people who stay longer if their illness and symptoms are more severe. Um, you know, so sometimes we have people um, who are very ill who stay for a couple of weeks. But for most people, the average is uh, five to seven days. The typical day on the behavioral health unit is uh, a mixture of uh, meetings with uh, the treating psychiatrist, um, our internal medicine consultant, if there are any ongoing um, physical medical issues, um, and uh, meeting with a primary nurse, uh, and then a series of group sessions that are focused on understanding um, of illness um, and um, learning about more adaptive coping strategies to help people function um, once they return home, um, you know, and not uh, need to be readmitted. It's a pretty full daily schedule. So you were just talking about giving them coping strategies, working with them, et cetera. What types of treatments or therapeutic services are available as well? So most of our, our therapy is group-based on the behavioral health unit. Um, each, um, um, you know, so there are a series of four or five groups throughout the day, um, you know, to um, help people understand themselves better and um, uh, develop strategies to help them um, improve their daily functioning. Um, in addition to that, uh, we have each person is assigned a specific staff person and meets individually with that staff person at some point during the day for an individual session. And then there is also a daily individual session with the treating psychiatrist uh, to review the entire treatment. Um, and psychiatrists as uh, medical doctors, as physicians, are those who are in, um, in charge of um, treating with medication. In most cases, uh, people who come to our unit have a level of illness where medication is helpful. So it can include antidepressants, mood-stabilizing medications, anti-anxiety medications, um, um, and um, medicines that are helpful for treating um, illnesses where people lose touch with the reality, what we refer to as psychosis. So when they're done with their stay, 
What comes next for the patients? How are they supported upon leaving the unit to assure they maintain their mental health? So we um, we feel very strongly that a good, solid, supportive discharge plan is is essential uh, to an individual being successful, um, returning to their home and work uh, and family. Uh, so we begin working on discharge planning literally the day that the person arrives. We have a, as I mentioned earlier, we have a dedicated social work staff who um, is in touch with all of the community resources that are available to support a person once they leave the hospital. And they work actively with um, the patient and their family on setting up um, um, outpa- those outpatient resources, which can include um, our transitioning into our day program, which is usually a 7- to 10-day, um, uh, two-thirds day program that provides many of the same um, therapeutic resources that our inpatient unit provides, but people are able to go home at night. Um, and then uh, referrals to individual psychotherapists, um, individual psychiatric medication prescribers, um, and um, for those who are most um, affected by their illness, case management services, so, you know, help with, um, you know, providing help negotiating, uh, you know, day-to-day stressors and um, events. Well, it's very easy to see how the inpatient voluntary admission program at the BHU is very valuable. And thank you so much for talking to us about this today, Dr. Sullivan. And if you'd like more information, please visit snhhealth.org. That's snhhealth.org. This is Simply Healthy, a podcast by Southern New Hampshire Health. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.